Okay, so welcome to Conversations with John and Lisa Bevere. And we have with us today Addison Bevere, our firstborn son, because today is a very special day. We're talking about your new book that's coming out. This thing is heavy, John, called Killing Kryptonite, Destroy What Steals Your Strength. Did you mean heavy literally or heavy, figuratively? No, like I mean like I'm picking You're it up. And it this and is heavy? this has got some substance. This is a substance. It's book. a little it's of It's a book of substance. Yeah, it's a, it, it, it is. is. Tell us about like, so tell us, what is this concept behind killing kryptonite? must be kryptonite? lots of good things in All right, here. so everybody's probably thinking, has John Bevere written a book about Superman? The answer is no, but there are so many striking similarities. If you look at Superman, he Yeah, had in case other... you didn't know, Superman's affected by kryptonite. Tonight. Yeah, well, let me let me lay out the, the similarities. Superman, oh, wow. Superman operated in otherworldly powers. We operate in otherworldly powers. Superman, what did he do? He rescued the oppressed. We rescue the oppressed. Superman drew his strength from the sun. We draw our strength from the sun. S O N. If you look at Superman, nice play on words there, JB. he was amazing. He had the ability to change communities, but there was a substance and it was from his home planet and it is called kryptonite. It's a radioactive metal that if Superman came in contact with it, it neutralized his otherworldly powers and he became as as effective as an ordinary man and many times even weaker than an ordinary man. And if he was around it long enough, it killed him. Is there a spiritual kryptonite that is affecting us individually and us as communities, as church communities? The answer is undoubtedly yes. It takes 13 chapters for me to even get to it. Now, let me explain this, okay, Lisa and Addison, because Addison helped me with the editing on this book and has probably read this book more than anybody else except for me. But what I did is I prayed. I said, Holy Spirit, we are really, really busy, all of us. And we've got 15 minutes for a podcast. We don't need these books with long chapters. Give this to me in 28 chapters. And he did. And so every chapter takes about 10 minutes to read. You got four sections, seven chapters in each section. So it's a perfect 28-day book. But if you're a binge reader, like a lot of people, you can read it in a day. Like Addison and I. Yeah, like Addison and Lisa. It's really upsetting Mm -hmm. when people tell me, I read your book in one day, and I'm like, it took me a half a year to write that book. It's so frustrating. It's a bit harder to write than it is to read. Absolutely. But let me get back on track. So this kryptonite, it affects us. It keeps us from our potential. And, you know, I look at the prophet Haggai. He is looking at all of Israel that had come back from Babylonian and Persian captivity. And he said, hey, guys, look at this temple right now. How many of you remember the former temple in its glory? How do you see this one now in comparison? And then he said this. He said, isn't it nothing in your eyes? And I believe sometimes what we've got to do is we've got to look at the early church and we've got to look at us now. And we have to ask an honest question. How do we stand up? How do we compare to the early church? And I think what God is asking us as a church, and this is a hard question, we've got to ask it, is how many of us remember the church in the book of Acts? And how do we see the church now and today in comparison? Yes, we have the ability to reach so many people through podcasts, through social media, all these ways, right? But I believe we have to ask, are we as effective as the early church? I look at the early church and the entire cities came to the Lord. The city of Samaria, Lydda, Joppa, Sharon. These are four cities that the Bible clearly says every single person came to the Lord. And I I look at, you know, there's times that I go to um, churches, and I'm so excited because there's 12,000 people attending this church, but then all of a sudden in the back of my mind, it's almost like the Holy Spirit says, hey, son, what about the other 2 million people of this church? And I think all of a sudden, 
uh, or the other two million people of the, the city, city, I yeah. should have said. Right. And all of a sudden I'm going, oh, you, you know, I, I'm not going to say that out loud. That's negative. We don't want to hear that. But yet I feel like the Holy Spirit saying that, just like Haiti is saying it to those people. And so when I look at the effectiveness of the early church, they reached the entire region of Asia in less than two years, yet they didn't have podcasts, they didn't have social media, they didn't have radio, they didn't have television, yet every inhabitant in the entire, not city, not state, not country, region of Asia Mm -hmm. heard the word of the Lord in two years, and the Bible doesn't exaggerate. So I'm asking myself, okay, wait a minute, are we as effective? And then I look at the Corinth church, and Paul, you know, he's writing to the Corinthian church. Now, I've got to remember, Corinthian church was 30 years after the early church. Mm. The early church was 30, 31, 32 AD. Well, the Corinthian church, Paul's writing to them in 66, you know, 56 to 62 AD. And so if you look at history, Corinth didn't impact the city of Corinth like the early church was winning entire communities. And Paul makes a statement to the Corinthian church. He says, hey, there are some things that you're doing that's causing you to become weak and ineffective. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, Lisa, I'm pushing 60 and I'm sitting sure. there and I'm looking at a lot of people and they're frustrated in their individual walk. And I'm looking at church pastors going, how come I'm not more effective? How come we're not reaching more? And so what do we do? Do we just keep being positive and saying, hey, everything's great. Like like Lego, ba- Lego guy, you know? Everything, everything is, awesome. is awesome. That's everything and awesome. Or do yeah. we ask some questions? Because here's the deal, guys. Are you ready for this? A few years back, I was in prayer and God said, son, what I'm about to do in my church will make the book of Acts look like child's play. And I went, what? He said, it will make it look like child's play. And I said, God, I can't believe that. I know what happened in Acts. I mean, they pray in the building shakes. They're walking down the streets of Jerusalem and sick people and lame people are getting up and running. That's like a guy walking down through a hospital and everybody emptying the hospital. Right. But yet God was so clear. And I said, okay, I'm not going to believe this unless you give me three scriptures. And, you know, I'm not going to give them all, but, you know, God started ripping these things off. The end of the thing's better in the beginning. The glory of the latter house is going to be greater than the former. This is what Haggai said. Haggai wasn't just talking about that temple. That temple never was more glorious than Solomon. He's talking about the glory of the latter church is going to be greater than the beginning. That means what we have coming is going to be magnificent. And it reminds me of when Arden was in India last year, Lisa. You know, my my operating system on my iPhone went AWOL. I mean, it was crazy. And Arden has got this situation where he's in a lot of trouble in India. And he's texting me going, dad, dad, dad. And my, my operating system went AWOL to the point where I'm trying to send a text and it just shuts off. And then I tried to send a text and it shut off. It took me an hour to send one sentence to Arden. I was so frustrated. I mean, sure. but yet think, 100 years ago, I would have been delighted to send one sentence to my son halfway around the world. Wow. I couldn't make a phone call 100 years ago. I couldn't send texts. So I knew my potential and I was frustrated. But 100 years ago, yeah. I would have been delighted to send him one sentence. So what I'm going to do and I know God did this with me, is I'm going to frustrate people. I'm going to frustrate you to the point where we start asking questions. How do we see streets get healed? How do we see hospitals get healed? I really believe we're going to see this. Your generation's going to walk in this, Addison. I believe it with all my heart. That's why I wrote this book. Well, I love what you said about the temple because Paul in 1 Corinthians makes an astonishing statement. He says, you are God's temple. Yeah, yeah. God's spirit lives in you. God's temple is holy, and that is exactly what you are. And so we are 
the temple of God. His spirit lives in us. And because his spirit lives in us, we are free from these things that steal the life, the Zoe life that he has promised to fill us with. I know, you know, what do you do with Jesus's words? As the father sent me, now I'm sending you. What do you do with his words? The works that I've done shall you do and greater works shall you do. Right. And as you like to say, Jesus isn't here on the earth. He, he, lo- he looked at his disciples and said, look, it's better for you that I go away because oh, if I it's go away, blowing. I can send my spirit mm. and he's going to teach you all things. He's going to reveal the things that I, that I taught you and, and he's going to be with you and he's going to establish this ministry. And that's why I said, don't do anything. Don't do anything. Go into this room. Don't start ministries. Don't, don't write books. Don't do anything until my spirit comes and fills you. Right. And so I bet if we had the full story of what was going on in the book of Acts, we would have seen businessmen and women revolutionizing the marketplace. We would have seen doctors in the book of Acts that were revolutionizing the medicine back then. I don't believe it's just talking about church. I believe Jesus is saying, you're going to go into the world and you're going to bring the kingdom into the world. And men are going to see that your good works, not your good words, your works are wrought in God. And I believe this is going to affect every area. There's kryptonite that's affecting us from um, revolutionizing the healthcare, revolutionizing government, revolutionizing the marketplace. And I believe what's going to happen is when people begin to see what this kryptonite is, they're going to eliminate it and they're going to start, uh, start operating in a way that's going to get people's attention in these different realms of life. And that's why I'm so excited about this message. You know, John, it says here, it's not for the faint of heart. Killing kryptonite is anything but a spiritual sugar high. This is serious truth for any Christ follower who longs to embrace the challenging but rewarding path of transformation. You're not just talking about individual transformation. You're actually just talking about transforming even the way we look at being part of the body of Christ and interacting with each other. Yeah, and a part of society. Yeah. Our duty as society, our duty as as people who who are advancing God's kingdom on this earth in very practical and specific ways in whatever vocation God has called us to. You know, I just was sitting with a businessman, a very well-off businessman in Wisconsin, and he's so I started just speaking on this, right? Around his dinner table. And he was like, oh my gosh, nobody's ever told me that. You know what he did? He was fighting guilt feelings because of being so successful in the business world. And he was thinking, oh, maybe I, you know, maybe I'm giving too much attention and focus to my business. When in reality, this guy has the attention of probably the entire central Wisconsin because the guy prays about all of his business ventures. He brings God into it. But he said, John, no leader has ever told me this. No ever leader, nobody has said to me, I'm supposed to go in and be a light in the marketplace. And he was hearing about the kryptonite and he's, he's a guy that he he's just seeks God and he avoids the kryptonite. I just know the man personally. And he's like, oh, I'm being affirmed right now. I am supposed to be successful. Right. Yes, God says, when you meditate in this word, in the word of God, he said, you'll be successful in your endeavors. You'll be prosperous in Joshua 1 and 8. And so what God is saying is, whatever realm I have called you into, you're going to shine as a bright light. Why aren't people banging on our doors to be like us, to say, what is it that you have? I want it. I believe this is what's going to happen with the church. I believe the story's going to be told, not just in church, but in the marketplace, in government, in medical, in the medical field, the healthcare. Yeah. And, and it's not just about our individual journey, as you're saying. We, are, we have been given a purpose. Right. We are image bearers. We are sons and daughters. We are called to be ambassadors of the kingdom. And that 
takes on a certain form just depending on what area we're called to. And the reality is there is a kryptonite that steals our strength and inhibits our ability to show Jesus to our world that is in Mm -hmm. need of a revelation of God's justice, his righteousness, his love, his His mercy, his grace, and the transformation that only comes by partnering with his spirit to become everything that he's created us to be. You know, one Superman brings the attention on himself, but can you imagine a community of, quote, supermen and women that all of a sudden now the community is seeing there's something about this group of people set you know, apart, that, right. that sets them apart. Well, that's what we're supposed to be, a light in a dark world. And so it really doesn't just affect us individually. This book speaks to us as a community because as a community, we're supposed to be affecting our entire cities that we're a part of, our entire areas that we're a part of. So John, you know, this is this is coming out. It's a brand new book. And I, I know this is really a very strong book in your heart. And so if they want to know more about this, I'm so excited that they can actually go to the website about killingkryptonite.com. Well, it's, yeah, it's kryptonite, there's, killingkryptonite.com, but you know what? And there's bonus material. Yes, yeah, that's what I, was I wanted gonna, to say. Yep, so there's more information on October in the book. 17th. Launching October 17th. I'm so glad I got other people here who are helping me. Free <laughs> bonus material. Check out killingkryptonite.com. Also, you need to check out our new podcast called The Messenger Podcast. It releases every other Tuesday. You can subscribe to that podcast and this podcast on iTunes. Thanks for listening to Conversations with John and Lisa. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review and be sure to subscribe and share these episodes through iTunes. For more information on John's new book and study, please visit killingkryptonite.com. Until next time.